The film is an enactment of the book that a grandfather reads to his sick grandson, who initially uh, does not want to hear this shit. Uh, <laughs> I just remember, does it have kissing? Is this a kissing <laughs> book? <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to Allied Rebels. We're your hosts, I'm Dee. And I'm Roxy. So we are so happy to be back, and everything's been going pretty good over here. Heck yeah. It's all gravy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> because today we are discussing one of our favorite movies, Woo-hoo! The Princess Bride. Yay! dun 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 Yay, we are so excited! But first, what's going on with you, D? Well, lately I've been getting into back to gaming, you know. Um, One of the games I've been playing a lot is Back for Blood. Mm -hmm. Interesting, interesting. Similar-ish to Left 4 Dead, but somehow still very different. Um, And then... Uh, playing GTA a lot and also watching it on Twitch and the no pixel drama with the Vagos. Woo, let me tell you, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's been my life the last few days. Okay? Just Benji left the Vagos. It's just like, <sighs> never thought you'd see the day. Never thought. Like I said, if you know, you know. Yeah, we have to get in the know. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a niche thing. So, um, what about you, Roxy? <laughs> what you been up to? I'm still obsessed with Animal Crossing over here, especially because my birthday was not that long ago, and I got a new Switch for my birthday. Wait. It's the Animal Crossing version, and obviously I got the Animal Crossing game. So now there's two islands in this household. And yeah, it's cool, but it's kind of sad. I wish we still had the shared islands. I mean, at least now we get, we both live in both islands, so it'll be, it'll be fun either way. But it's kind of cool to, you know, see all the progress that I we've made in the original island versus this one, because I'm like, oh my gosh, we're starting from scratch. And I'm like, I miss this, I miss that. And then, yeah, but we'll get there again, I know. So I'm excited for the new update, the Happy Home Paradise DLC, which was released November 5th. So you get to design vacation homes for the different characters and you get to personalize everything inside, outside the yard, and you even get to customize the weather and make it sunny or rainy. That's super exciting. Super exciting. Cause man, I don't have to water my plants anymore. Forget that. (laughs) Yeah, the update comes with new inventory, recipes, resources, and you also get to invite other characters to the islands. And they also have made it compatible with amiibo figures and cards. So you can invite, I guess, special characters into the island. That's interesting. I've never used them before, so. Yeah, me either, but I've seen them. But yeah, I just follow this Animal Crossing subreddit and I just get so like happy and jealous of all the stuff that they post. It's so cool. I just can't wait to get to that point, so. It is super exciting. Anytime you get like a new milestone. Um, so a little bit of update from me and my island adventure. 
I finished my fossils finally. And apparently, whenever you finish something in the uh, museum, you get a poster from Blathers. Also, I ran into Blathers' sister. Can never remember her name. I apologize, Blathers' sister. Um, (laughs) And uh, she gave me the Scorpius lamp recipe. Oh, yeah. mm, I was so excited. And then I saw it cost two gold nuggets to... Too, and then I was less excited. <laughs> you better go digging for gold then. Oh, that takes so much time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, on to other news. Gaming news. All right, gaming news. <laughs> <laughs> Just recently, Call of Duty Vanguard came out on November 5th. Forza Horizon 5 just released same day, November 5th. The GTA Trilogy, the Definitive Edition, gets a digital release on the 11th. Battlefield 2042, just a little bit in the future, um, <laughs> gets released on November 12th for early access, and then fully on November 19th. Okay, but 42 is actually not that far away. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it is in my old brain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The future is imminent. The future is now. Okay, Wesker. (laughs) (laughs) But it does sound like something you would say. You're only you're only delaying the inevitable. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And then a new Pokemon comes out, Brilliant Diamond and Shiny Pearl. That's coming out on the nineteenth. And Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker releases November 23rd, early access on the 19th. All right, cool. So for movies, we have Ghostbusters Afterlife coming out November 19. That one looks pretty fun. Yeah, I like the remake that they made. A lot of people don't really love it that much, but I thought it was good. Yeah, I've heard both sides, and I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't seen it yet, but I thought it looked good, so... I have to watch it. I mean, Chris Evans, not Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth's in it. <laughs> Duh. <Come on. laughs> and then we have Encanto coming out November 24th. And that one looks pretty cute too. And I'm sure it'll be fun because it's Disney. Of course. And then we have Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Coming out <laughs> November 24th. <laughs> and um, yeah, we're going to that. Hell so. yeah. I'm excited, so I can't wait. <laughs> I know. It's. Uh, I am. Maybe. I shouldn't get too excited. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, have low expectations, so, you know, it rises yep. up, and then you get pleasantly surprised. That's yep. my thing. Expect the worst, hope for the best. Exactly. All right, so let's get into today's topic, which is The Prince's Bride. Woo! The Prince's Bride is a story of heroics, adventure, and true love. True love. (laughs) Okay, so there's like kind of debate online when it was actually released in theaters. One source says it was October 9th, 1987. The other one says September 25th, 1987. I never found a definitive answer, so it could have been like a UK release date versus a US release date and just couldn't find the answer for that. But we do have some release dates of when it came out to everybody's home. So it was released on VHS and Laserdisc in 1988. 
then New Line Home video reissued it on VHS in 94, and then Criterion Collections released it on Laserdisc in 89. They re-released it on Laserdisc as a special edition in 97, and then MGM released it in 2000. And then 2006, MGM and Sony Home Entertainment released a two-disc set um, with a variety of covers. One had the Dread Pirate Roberts and the other had Princess Buttercup. Then it was released on Blu-ray disc in 2009. And then it became available on Disney Plus in 2020. So, yeah, it's been around. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Fun fact. It didn't do that well in the box office, but as soon as it got to people's homes, everybody's like, this is a fantastic movie. And it like blew up. Isn't that funny how that works sometimes? Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm just, it's just so brilliant. I'm surprised. It's, I don't know. It's just weird to me. <laughs> right? I don't know. People weren't woke enough then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so the movie was directed by Rob Reiner. Originally, it was first sent to his father, Carl Reiner, who turned it down because he really wasn't sure what to do with it. The movie landed on many different hands before it landed ultimately on Rob Reiner, who executed a most brilliant movie. He really, really did. Rob Reiner made movies like Stand By Me, When Harry Met Sally, Misery, A Few Good Men, The Wolf of Wall Street... Oh, The Jerk. If you've never seen that, you need to see it. Oh, gosh. The First Wife's Club. Oh, I did see that one. Uh, he had a lot of really good movies. Yeah, awesome. The screenplay was done by William Goldman, who is also the author of the novel, which was published in 1973. So the origin of the name for the novel, William Goldman went up to his daughters, and he told them he was going to write them a story. He asked them what they wanted it to be about. So one of them said a princess, and the other one said a bride, and that's where the title came from. (laughs) So some of the producers for the film, uh, William Goldman, Norman Lear, Steve Nicolades, Jeffrey Stott, Andrew Scheinman, and Rob Reiner as well. All good men, I'm sure. (laughs) Absolutely. A little bit about the budget of the film. Again, A couple of different sources say different prices. One says $15 million, another says $16 million, which, I mean, come on. Just a mil, a different chump change, right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess, really, a million dollars back then, that is kind of significant. So I would have liked to know, like, what the actual number was, you know? Right. Well, they did say that even that big amount of money was actually on the lower end of the spectrum for a movie. Mm -hmm. That's mind-blowing to me. Right. But that money went to some good actors. Mm -hmm. We had a Mr. Peter Falk, who played the grandfather and the narrator in the movie, also known as Columbo. Again, if you know, you know. (laughs) And then we had a very young Fred Savage, who played his godson, who was <coughs> sick in the movie. <laughs> Which I instantly recognized him when I watched the movie, because I watched The Wonder Years. I was about to say that. <laughs> yes, what go, Roxy. And then the very handsome and striking Carrie Elways as Wesley, the Dread Pirate Roberts, or the Man in Black. A little bit about Wesley, in case you guys don't know. He was Buttercup's beloved farm boy 
Wesley is brave, multi-talented man who lives to seek his fortune, is reportedly murdered by the Dread Pirate Roberts, and returns costumed as the Man in Black to rescue Buttercup from everything that threatens her. Oh, my hero. My sweet Wesley. (laughs) We also have Robin Wright as Princess Buttercup. She's the most beautiful woman in the world and the heroine of this story. Buttercup loves Wesley and her horse. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. She is feisty and tomboyish. And I think she has a lot of spirit. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was also her first major role in a movie. So it was a pretty big deal. And we have Chris Sarandon playing Prince Humperdinck. Humperdinck? The heir to the Florinese throne. Humperdinck is hunting obsessed and rather ridiculous. So he plots to murder his soon-to-be wife, Buttercup, frame the Gildarians across the sea for the murder, and start a war. What a fucking dick. Mm-hmm. Then we have a Sir Wallace Shawn, who was Vizzini. He is a Sicilian man of genius. Vizzini is the brains behind the trio of himself, Fezzik, and Indigo. They were hired by Humperdinck to kidnap and murder Buttercup. He's a smug, ruthless kind of a man, and... He's killed kind of quickly in a battle of wits by Wesley. Yeah, that was slightly embarrassing for him. (laughs) Anyway, and then we have Mandy Patinkin. He was Inigo Montoya. He was Vizzini's Man of Steel, is the world's youngest sword-fighting wizard, and is extremely skilled and dangerous man. He has spent his life learning the sword in order to avenge his father's death at the hands of Count Rugen. And Andre the Giant plays Vesic, the timid, large-hearted, and obedient giant who accompanies Vizzini. Vesic loves rhymes and his friend Inigo, and he is excellent at lifting heavy things. We have Sir Christopher Guest, who plays Count Tyrone Rugen. He is a six-fingered man who is the right-hand side of Humperdinck, who killed Inigo Montoya's father, so he must prepare to die. (laughs) Bitch. (laughs) And he's also really obsessed with torture, so he's a madman. And we have Peter Cook, who plays the impressive clergyman, who blesses their marriage. And he wolves, wolves. (laughs) (laughs) True (laughs) wolves. And then we have Mel Smith, comedic genius, played the albino. Um, he was a strange character who takes care of Humperdinck's pit of despair. <laughs> and then we have Carol Kane, played Valerie, Max's wife. And then Billy Crystal, fucking genius. He played Miracle Max. He was once the king's leading miracle man, but Humperdinck fired him because he's a dick. Um, he also... He's a dink. A dink, right? So he retired. However, Max still knows enough magic to resurrect Wesley from the dead. From being mostly, mostly dead. dead. So the setting of the story, it takes place sometime after 1788. Florin was the fictional country that is like a hybrid between Italy and Spain. So they created their own little fusion 
There's a fire swamp filled with flame spurts, sinking sand, lightning sinking sand, and R-O-U-S's, rodents of a usual size. There are the cliffs of insanity that no sane person would scale. And we have the Pit of Despair, where Humperdinck and Count Bruggen sent people to be tortured. Because they're such nice people. Verily. Verily. Indubitably. So let's get to the story of The Princess Bride. The film is an enactment of the book that a grandfather reads to his sick grandson, who initially uh, does not want to hear this shit. Uh, <laughs> I just remember, does it have kissing? Is this a kissing book? <laughs> <laughs> but it is a tale about Buttercup, a beautiful young woman living on a farm in a fictional kingdom of Lauren, where she tells her farmhand, Wesley, to do something he always complies with as you wish. She eventually realizes he loves her and she loves him. Aww. Isn't it adorable? True love. <laughs> Wesley leaves to seek his fortune overseas so they can marry and be happy. When his ship is attacked by the dread pirate Roberts, who is infamous for never leaving survivors, Wesley is presumed dead. Five years later, Buttercup is forcibly betrothed to Prince Humperdinck, the heir to the throne of Florin. Before the wedding, she is kidnapped by three outlaws, a short Sicilian named Vizini, a giant from Greenland named Fezic, and a Spanish fencing master named Inigo Montoya, who seeks revenge against a six-fingered man who murdered his father. So he must prepare to die. Prince Humperdinck, his soldiers, and also a masked man clad in black pursue the outlaws. The man in black confronts the outlaws atop the cliffs of insanity. He defeats Inigo in a duel and knocks him out, chokes Fezic into unconsciousness, and tricks Vizini into drinking poison, <laughs> therefore killing him. The man in black then takes Princess Buttercup as prisoner, and they flee. They say deuces. They stop near the gorge. Buttercup guesses correctly that he's the Tread Pirate Roberts and berates him for killing her sweet Wesley. But then they see Humperdinck and his men approaching. Buttercup shoves Roberts down a hill, wishing death upon him. While he's tumbling down, he says, as wish, realizing it was Wesley. She throws herself into the gorge after him and they reunite. Aww. So then Wesley explains how Dread Pirate Roberts is actually a title that is passed on to others. He took it when the previous Roberts wanted to retire. So having found Buttercup, Wesley intends to surrender the title to another. Humperdinck captures the pair after they emerge from the dangerous fire swamp. Buttercup agrees to return with Humperdinck after he promises to release Wesley. We know that shit didn't happen. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> Humperdinck secretly orders Count Rugen to take Wesley to his torture chamber, the Pit of Despair. Before being knocked out, Wesley notices that Count Rugen has six fingers on his right hand and realizes he is the man who killed Inigo's father. Humperdinck's real plan is to start a war with the neighboring country of Gildor by killing Buttercup and framing Gildor for her death. A snick-a-snick. 
<laughs> Meanwhile, Inigo and Fezzik are reunited after Humperdinck orders thieves to be arrested in the forest in which they are staying. Fezzik tells Inigo about Rugen. Inigo needs Wesley's help to storm the castle. Buttercup accuses Humperdinck of failing to search for Wesley. Enraged, Humperdinck imprisons Buttercup and tortures Wesley to death. <sighs> Inigo and Fezzik, who have heard and followed Wesley's wails through the forest, find his body, bring him to Miracle Max, a folk healer. Max then revives the mostly dead Wesley, though he is temporarily extremely debilitated. After Wesley... Only temporary. <laughs> yeah, temporarily. After Wesley, Inigo, and Fezzik infiltrate the castle, Humperdinck panics and orders the in-progress wedding ceremony to be shortened. Inigo finds and kills Rugen in a duel after repeatedly taunting him for killing his father. Wesley locates Buttercup, who is about to commit suicide, believing she is married to Humperdinck. Wesley assures her the marriage was invalid because she never completed her wedding vows. Yeah, didn't say I do. That's a big, important part of the ceremony. Well, you know, they then flee the castle after killing Rugen. Inigo is unsure of what to do with the rest of his life. Wesley offers him the title of Dread Pirate Roberts, which Inigo considers. Fezzik has four horses, and he, Wesley, Buttercup, and Inigo escape. Wesley and Buttercup safely reunite and share a passionate kiss. Case of true love. I just stopped saying that. Okay. Back in the boy's bedroom, the boy eagerly asks his grandfather to read him the story again the next day, to which his grandfather replies, As you wish. We're going to take a little reprieve from talking mostly about the movie. We're going to get you into a new segment. We're going to ease you on in with our new segment called Getting Your Rocks Off with Roxy. Okay, my darlings, let's take a moment to relax. Let it all out. Take a deep breath in and breathe out. And again, breathe in and breathe out. So maybe you had a rough day today. You spilled your coffee, forgot your wallet at home, or you dropped your phone and cracked the screen, if you have an apple. You know, first world problems, the problems that matter. Or perhaps your true love never came back, or you have become mostly dead. Well, no matter. It's times like these where I want you to remember the following acronym. WWWAKATDPRD. Simply put, what would Wesley, aka the Dread Pirate Roberts, do? Be strong. Be resilient. Be wise. Maintain composure. Think on your feet. Become an expert ambidextrous swordsman. Believe in yourself. Build an immunity to Iocane. Remember, you got this. Now go get your phone fixed, you peanut. Until next time, my lovelies. Stay chill. I love it. It was so good. <laughs> uh. We're feeling relaxed. We're feeling good. All right. Let's get back into it. Let's start with some differences between the book versus the movie. 
So Goldman's most notable change from the book to the film were that the character of Buttercup, while her beauty remains consistent from page to screen, her personality changed for the movie. The princess in the book was kind of dim, but in the movie, Buttercup is outspoken, cunning, and it's a very welcome change. As Hollywood in the 80s was not in need of any additional shallow female characters, this change allowed Buttercup to become an iconic female character in movie history. She is still a damsel in distress, but she has a mind of her own. Mm-hmm. Get a girl. Hey. So the zoo of death. In the movie, the pit of despair is just a hidden room underneath a grove of trees. It's a well-hidden torture chamber, but that's it. In the book, the Pit of Despair is the bottom room of a multi-level dungeon named the Zoo of Death, containing all of the many, many lethal creatures Humperdinck has demonstrated his strength against. What a psychopath. (laughs) Well, he's a masochist. Uh, yeah, big time. Inigo and Fezzik have quite a bit of work to do to get to Wesley. Another difference is the book uses shark-infested waters and not shrieking eels. Although the sharks do make a surprising ruckus in the book. It was made clear in the book that Wesley was watching Buttercup just before kidnapping her too. Slight differences, but... Mm -hmm. In the movie, also, the story is being read by a grandfather to his sick grandson, and that's all there's to it. But in the novel, the setup is a little different. The author states, or lies, that the novel is an abridgment of a much larger satirical renaissance work titled S. Morgenstern's Classic Tale of True Love and High Adventure. It was the book that his father read to him when he was a child, but he would always skip the quote-unquote boring stuff. So it's just kind of like in the movie, when the grandpa was reading the book and he was trying to kiss all the kissing parts and Skip all that. all the kissing parts? He said kiss, kiss all the kissing parts. <laughs> yeah. I love the fucking kissing parts. Give me a smooch. Give some tongue. <laughs> yeah, so just like in the movie, he skipped all the boring stuff, all the kissing parts. Some interesting facts about the film. The film was shot in various locations throughout England and Ireland in late 1986. However, there was, I think, only a couple of places filmed in Ireland. The rest of them were England. Mostly in England. Yeah. That's awesome. It's so pretty. Beautiful. Also, Carrie Elways is a big fan of the book as a teenager. His stepfather gave him a copy of The Princess Bride when he was 13, and he was instantly hooked. William Goldman's sense of humor captivated him, and of course, he said he was enamored with Wesley, as we all are. Yes. Still, he always said that he couldn't have imagined himself playing him. So that was like a dream come true. Could you think of anybody who could play him differently? Or anybody else who could play him? No. No. That was also the director's first pick. Mm-hmm. He is just perfect. It was his role. He was meant yeah. to be He was Wesley. meant to be Wesley Dread Pirate Roberts, Man in Black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so some people might not know this, but Kara always did his own stunts in the movie. Except for one time. Is there something this guy can do? Oh, Kara always? Yeah. Hell no, this guy can do it. He walks on water. No. <laughs> <laughs> And while filming, 
He severely broke his toe while messing around on the ATV that would get Andre the Giant around on set. This dude. <laughs> Still love him to death. Don't get me wrong. But that was a little... Shouldn't have done That's that. a little alley. <laughs> shouldn't have done that. No. So Robin Wright, she was actually the last actor cast in the film. And the way that she was cast was she actually went to a director's house and she knocked. They opened the door and there she was. And all her beauty, you know, her hair flowing and her white sundress... And there was like a halo from the sun. And then William Goldman saw her and was like, that's Buttercup right there. She was perfect for the cast. That's my boo, he said. (laughs) Also, Rob Reiner offered Mandy Patinkin any role he wanted in The Princess Bride. Can you imagine him as Princess Buttercup? (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) Let's fucking go. Let's let's go back in time and redo this movie. (laughs) Can you imagine Robin Wright going, Hello, my name is Indigo Montoya. <laughs> you killed my father. Prepare to die. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so the last few interesting facts about the movie all are about like Billy Crystal and how freaking amazing this guy is. This comedic genius. Right? So Crystal, while he was filming the role for Miracle Max over three days, ten hours a day, he never told the same joke twice. I tell the same joke in five minutes, okay? <laughs> same. <laughs> uh, yeah, also Rob Reiner would laugh so much at Crystal's lines that he would have to leave the room during filming. I mean, can you imagine? I, I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> the only injury that Mandy Patinkin suffered on the set was bruising the muscles on one side of his ribs for trying so hard not to laugh during Crystal's filming days. I mean, that right there just tells you how fucking hilarious that guy is. Uh, I wish I wish we could have been in there oh when that gosh. was going on. So a heartwarming fun fact about Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal's 1998 film My Giant was loosely based on his time he spent with Andre the Giant on the set of Princess Bride. Aw, so sweet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy Crystal, man, I'll tell you, he's a genius. So, how about we go over some quotes of the movie? Woo! Yes. Start off with one of our favorites. <clears throat> As you wish. Oh, my sweet Wesley, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, and then the very iconic drop your sword scene. <clears throat> first things first, to the death. No. To the pain. I don't think I'm quite familiar with that phrase. I'll explain, and I'll use small words so that you'll be sure to understand, you warthog-faced buffoon. (gasps) Rude. I mean, that may be the first time in my life a man has dared insult me. It won't be the last. To the pain means the first thing you lose is your feet below the ankles, then your hands at the wrist. Next... Your nose. And then my tongue, I suppose. I killed you too quickly the last time. A mistake I don't mean to duplicate tonight. I wasn't finished. The next thing you'll lose is your left eye followed by your right. And then the ears. I understand. Let's get on with it. Wrong. Your ears you keep and I'll tell you why. So that every shriek of every child at seeing your hideousness will be yours to cherish. Every babe that weeps at your approach. Every woman who cries out, dear 
God, what is that thing? Will echo in your perfect ears. That is what to the pain means. It means I leave you in anguish, wallowing in freakish misery forever. I think you're bluffing. It's possible. Pig. I might be bluffing. It's conceivable, you miserable... <laughs> you miserable, vomitous mass. That I'm only lying here because I lack the strength to stand. But, then again, perhaps I have the strength after all. Drop your sword. Yes! <laughs> That's awesome. One of my favorite, all-time uh-huh. favorite scenes. When I was a kid, we recorded that scene over and over again. Everybody would be a different person. We would start from, like, when he's rushing to go save her. And, like, the Indigo Montoya part. Uh, just good times, good times. Ah, oh, that's so awesome. What about this one? That Vizini, he can fuss. Fuss, fuss. I think he likes to scream at us. Probably he means no harm. He's very short on charm. You have a great gift for rhyme. Yes, yes, some of the time. Enough of that. Physic, are there rocks ahead? If there are, we'll all be dead. No more rhymes now. I mean it. Anybody want the peanut? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, I freaking love that part. (laughs) So, this is... You'll you'll get it, you'll get it, you'll get it. You only think you guessed wrong. That's what's so funny. I switched a glass. Stop it. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Sorry. I switched the glasses when your back was turned. (laughs) You fool. You fell victim to one of the classic blunders. The most famous witch is never get involved in a land war in Asia. But only slightly less known is this. Never go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line. (laughs) 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 Plop. That Vizini. Ah, yeah. He's a character. (laughs) Um, Another good one is surrender. You mean you wish to surrender to me? Very well. I accept. (laughs) (laughs) This is the mostly dead part. Mostly dead. Look who knows so much. It just so happens that your friend here is mostly dead. The big difference between mostly dead and all dead is mostly dead is only is slightly alive. While all dead, well, all dead, there's only one thing you can do. What's that? Go through his clothes and look for loose change. <laughs> that rascally miracle mass. <laughs> A quote by the Dread Pirate Roberts. Good night, Wesley. Good work. Sleep well. I'll most likely kill you in the morning. <laughs> classic. Very classic, very classic. Ooh, everyone knows this. Even if you've never seen the movie, you've Hello. probably heard this line before. Mm-hmm. Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. 
Stop saying that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and this one is super popular too. Inconceivable. <laughs> oh, and this one with Miracle Max and Valerie. Get back, witch. I'm not a witch, I'm your wife. But after what you just said, I'm not even sure I want to be that anymore. Ever since Prince Humberding fired him, his confidence has been shattered. Why did you say that name? You promised me you would never say that name. What? Humperdink? Ah! Humperdink. Humperdink. I'm not listening. <laughs> Humperdink, Humperdink, Humperdink. I'm not listening. <laughs> uh, and then another one that everyone does all the time. Marriage. Marriage is what brings us together today. Marriage, that blessed arrangement, that dream within a dream, and love, true love, will forever you f- will follow you forever. So twizzle your love. <laughs> Ellen. By the Wesley, when Batakwa <laughs> is, uh, you know, but <laughs> yeah, herself, about to peace out because I mean, permanently, you'd rather peace out than be married to Humperdinck. Yeah. There are a shortage of perfect breasts in the world, it'd be a pity to damage yours. Boobies, he likes her today. <laughs> <laughs> And when the grandpa's reading the book, hold it, hold it. What is this? Are you trying to trick me? Where's the sports? Is this a kissing book? Wait, just wait. Well, what does it get good? Keep your shirt on and let me read. <laughs> I also like it when at this one part he tells them, yeah, yeah, you're very smart. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. There are so many more quotes we could have put in there. Oh, Literally, we had to stop ourselves. Yeah. But what are some of your favorite quotes or memories of the movie? I just remember constantly watching it growing up. I love the drop your sword scene, obviously. I, also... you have B- I was going to say you have VHS videos to prove it. <laughs> well, no, probably not. I, we used to. Oh, dang. But I don't think we do anymore. Um, I don't know. I, I, at first, the first time my oldest sister made me watch it, I was like, ugh. And then, <sighs> changed my life. Again, another thing that changed my life. What about you, Roxy? Well, I didn't watch this movie until way later on. You were actually the first person to have me watch this movie. Yep. Somewhere in the mid 2000s, late 2000s. Mm, I, we were still in high school. So yeah, it so was. So mid 2000s. In the early 2000s. You wish it was mid 2000s. We're fucking old, remember? <laughs> In the mid 2000s, okay? That's not, <clears throat> just yesterday, okay? Um, but anyway, you hooked me up and we watched the movie. Immediately, yes, I'm like, oh, dude, this is a great movie. And yeah, I love this freaking movie. And I'm proud of myself because I got my mom to watch the movie. And my mom is. She's very particular about movies. She doesn't have the attention span, I think, because she just doesn't, like, find it fun to watch, sit down and watch, like, it has to be a specific type of movie to keep her attention. 
So I like showed it to her. She was like, I don't know about it. It looks boring. And she freaking loved it. There's just so many things about it that it literally it's just mm. caters to almost everyone. Mm-hmm. It really does. And that's what makes it so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. You know what quote we forgot? What? Everybody move. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. The way he says it. Yeah. Ah. But it has like action, has the adventure, and it has the comedy, and it has the, you know, the romantic love story in there too. It has ups and downs like crazy. It's just such a good movie. So, do you have a least favorite part of the movie? Uh, definitely when Wesley is hooked up to the machine in the pit of despair. Oh, just, oh, I just want to get him <laughs> off there. Just so scary. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. When I was a kid, that part, it was like, yeah, okay, he's being tortured. But as an adult now, I'm just like, you're, you're killing him. I know. Owl ah. has nipples. <laughs> hey, he might have liked that part, okay? <laughs> Maybe that's why he went, <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> don't fart on nipple play. <laughs> Why a nipple play? What? I don't know. Shut up. Let's go. <laughs> uh, my bad. Um, okay, so what's your least favorite part? Uh, I would say my least favorite part is probably the shrieking yells part. Mm. Just because, I mean, I understand it, why it was in there, but it also, I don't know, it didn't need to be in there at the same time. It's the only part that really drags for me, and it's always mm. been the only part that really drags for me. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I always forget about that part because I think I zone out when that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I, I don't know. I don't hate it. It just, it's a part. Maybe it's the part, like, in most movies, like, that time stamp that I don't pay attention to or something. I don't know. Everybody has a part of the movie where they start zoning out. Right. You know? Yeah. I feel that. Okay. So, Princess Bride is, you know, just a little older. Um... <laughs> They have had several reunions. One of the first was a 25th anniversary where the cast reunited and they all got together. Really, the main people who are missing were Andre the Giant and Peter Falk, who both died before the 25th anniversary. Yeah. But they had an impressive cast. Oh, very. That's awesome. You know you made a good movie when everybody who was in the movie still wants to be a huge part of it oh yeah uh they also had a reunion on september 13th of last year 2020 and they did a virtual live dramatic reading of the film script which was pretty cool and again most of the original cast returned for this as well mm-hmm. uh with additional performances by rob reiner as the grandfather uh josh gad as fezzik Eric Idols, the impressive clergyman, and then Whoopi Goldberg as the ancient booer and the mother, uh, and Jason Reitman as the narrator, among many others. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Norman Lear, one of the producers, joined the Q&A session at the end, which was hosted by Patton Oswalt. So they all had great fun. It was really fun. Yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, it was so cool. So that was a super fun trip down memory lane. We got to rewatch the 
movie of our childhood. Well, yours. Oh, okay. The Was movie it? of my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got to see it later. I mean, who am I kidding? I'm still a child at heart. I'm so technically, that. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I just love this movie so much. It's, you know, one of those movies that's just going to be a classic and definitely going to be like a, a home, you know, family movie in our households. So definitely. Guys, join us next time because we're going to be discussing our personal ghost and paranormal stories as well as my first time celebrating the Day of the Dead. That was so awesome. So we'll talk about it next time. Don't forget to follow us on all of our social medias. Remember, all the links are posted in our show notes. So go ahead and check it out, guys. I think it's time to bid you guys all adieu. What do you think, Roxy? Well, as you wish. Toodaloo, fellow rebels. Don't fart on nipple play. <laughs> <laughs> don't fart on nipple play. What? I don't know. Shut up. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>